Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. Hey everybody, Shadow Dragon One, Amy here. Before I start this episode, I wanted to shout out to Angel, a listener who wrote in with a question. Angel, I tried to email back a reply to your question and it keeps bouncing back. The email comes back undeliverable. So if you want to reach out to me again or send me a message over geocaching.com, please do so. Uh, sorry I haven't been able to get back to you. So this episode, let's talk about night caches. What is a night cache? Simply put, a night cache is a geocache that is intended to be found at night. Quite often they are mystery or multi-caches. They can even be weirigos that are set up to only be played during certain hours. Sometimes they may be traditional. Most commonly though, they seem to be mystery or multi-caches. These caches are set up to where you go to the posted coordinates, which is typically set up as a waypoint. From the posted coordinates, you follow fire tacks or reflectors that are used to create a trail and follow those along to different waypoints until you reach the final cache, which is a physical cache container. Often these are placed in wooded areas or parks. You're not gonna typically find this as a lamppost cache, but it's possible somebody has set that up. If you've seen a lamppost cache, night cache, I'd love to hear about it. So how do you know if a cache is meant to be a night cache? Well, there's a couple things. There are attributes to look for. There is an actual night cache attribute. That's the first way you can look for it. There is another attribute that is recommended at night. There is the flashlight required attribute. And there is the UV light required attribute. This would be used if there was UV paint or pen involved. So if a cache has these attributes, it's intended to be a night cache. It's possible that it may be noted in the cache name, but that's not a requirement. So if you're going to go night caching, you're going to need a strong flashlight. You need that flashlight to help you spot the reflectors or those fire tacks. Bring extra batteries for your flashlight because if you're in the middle of caching at night and your flashlight dies, you might be in trouble. Be prepared for wooded areas. A lot of these get placed in wooden areas, so be prepared to be in the woods at night. The woods at night can play tricks on you, the sounds and stuff. Don't let it get to you. If you don't feel safe, don't go. But these should be placed in safe areas, so you should be fine. But the woods can play tricks on your ears at night. So just be prepared. And if that UV light attribute is marked, make sure you have a UV light. Otherwise, you're going to have trouble finding the cache. So some tips for night caching. Read the full description before you go. The description may have additional information for you, such as follow the fire tax until you come to a different number of tax and then head left or something like that. It may give you indicators of when you're near the cache or tips and hints on what to look for. So make sure you read that full description. Consider going with a friend or a group of people. 
safety in numbers. If somebody falls and gets hurt at night, you got somebody with you, but you also have more eyes looking for the trail of fire tacks that can make it easier to spot. Consider marking your parking spot on your GPS or your smartphone before you go. Things look different at night, and even if you get to the cast just fine, you may have trouble finding your car on the way back. So just something to keep in mind. Check the weather before you go out. You're not going to see rain clouds rolling in at night. You don't want to get caught out in a storm in the middle of the night. So you might want to check on that forecast before you go. Make sure it's supposed to be clear. Make sure you go when the area is open. Go during posted hours. If it's in a park and the park closes at 10 p.m., don't go at 11 p.m. If the park rangers find you, you may end up with a hefty fine. So keep that in mind. Also, keep in mind all your other basic geocaching tips and tricks. Look for things that are out of place when you get to GZ. You're in the woods, wear bug spray. For other geocaching tips, check out Season 1, Episode 9. And make sure you check out the show notes. I have a link to a YouTube video where some geocachers have created a video talking about night caches and they go out on a night cache and you can see the example of the the fire tax and what's going on there. So make sure you go over to the show notes page and check that out. If you want to plan a night cache hide, here's a few things for you to keep in mind. Scope out your area during the day. It'll be easier for you to find a good spot. You'll have a better idea of the possible hazards, such as poison ivy or tripping hazards. Some of these hazards have attributes that you can mark for your geocache, so that's something to keep in mind. Watch out for things like low branches, holes, roots, things like that that are going to be hard to see at night that somebody may trip over if it's going to be difficult to walk through during the daytime it's going to be extra difficult to walk through during night and you may want to consider a different location go back at nighttime to see what the terrain looks like how it differs if you have trouble getting back there at night and you know where you're going then you may not want to put your cash there mark your trail during the day so you can find your way back and forth. It'll be easier for you to find it, easier for you to set up the fire tax and reflectors, but make sure you go back at night and check them. You can find these fire tax and reflectors for marking the trail at a couple different places. They're on geocaching.com, as well as Amazon and other retailers. Check out the show notes for a link to a kit unboxing for a night cache kit from Practical Geocaching. The kit unboxing shows the fire tax and reflectors and gives you some ideas of how to use them. So go over to the show notes page to find that and check that out. Consider the types of trees that you're going to place these tacks in. A thinner bark that doesn't chip easily like birch or hickory means that tacks are less likely to fall out. Check for loose bark in the tree before you place the fire tack. If the bark is that you're putting the tack into is already loose, it's likely that it's going to get knocked off and you're going to have to do a maintenance run sooner than you planned. So keep this kind of stuff in mind. When you go back at night to check your markers to make sure they can be seen easily, you might consider taking someone along who doesn't know what they're looking for. 
see if they have trouble finding it. That'll help you gauge if you need to adjust your fire tax or if you need to set a different difficulty rating than what you are originally planning on. Having another set of eyes that doesn't know what you set up is a good way to check your trail. And then make sure you mark the appropriate attributes on your cache page. The night cache, the flashlight recommended, if they need a UV light that's recommended, make sure you mark those. Otherwise, somebody might go trying to find a cache during the day that wasn't meant to be found during the day. Or they may end up out there without a UV light and you really needed them to have it. Always double check your attributes when you're setting up a cache, whether it's a night cache, daytime cache, or whatever. Those attributes are really helpful. Some ideas that can help you make your night cache a little different. You could consider making it a spooky theme. It is a nighttime cache after all, especially if you're going to set it up as a graveyard cache. A spooky theme might make it pretty awesome. Or you could do a gadget cache with LEDs. There's different YouTube videos and tutorials that can give you some ideas on how to do this. If you go over to the show notes page, I have a link to one such video for an LED creative cache. So those are just a couple of ideas of how to set your cache aside from other night caches. So today's cache highlight is a little bit different. There's no spoiler alert because this is an archived cache. What makes this different is it's not a cache that I have found or even one that a guest has found. But what it is, is it is the first known night cache that was created. It's been archived. I had reached out to Mountain Bike 10, who was a guest back in season one, as you may remember. I reached out to him and asked him if he knew what the oldest night cache was. And he came back with this. And it is indeed thought to be the first ever night cache that was created. So I wanted to share this with you, even though I did not get a chance to find this myself. It sounded pretty cool. So this cache was called the Night C cache. The GC code GC96D. The description read, perhaps the first nighttime cache, small Tupperware container, this cache hunt is best performed after sunset. Avoid fog. Come find the fairy lights, the fairy lights, the fairy lights. Come and find the fairy lights and set one of them alight. Begin at North 47, 48.849, West 122, 22.952. Come see the roaming eye, the firefly, the roaming eye. Come see the roaming eye that cast upon the sea at 316 degrees true. Come count those before you, strong and true, large and few. Come count those before you and the distant I as well. The I equals X, those before you equal Y. X plus Y equals Z. Now play the numbers game, the GPS reframe, the numbers game. Now play the numbers game and begin the game anew. North 47, 48 point Z minus two, X, Y minus 1, West, 122, 23.Y minus 6, Y minus 1, Z minus 1. Follow your heart's desire to the fairy fire, your heart's desire, 
Come follow your heart's desire past the kids in the pirate boat. On between the hills like waves and waves like hills and hills like waves. On between the waves like hills you'll find the, an abandoned ship. Stand high and gaze upon the raging sea. Feel the freezing breeze. Stand high and ponder upon those below the sea and you. So this cache was first published in May of 2001. And it was archived just a little over a year later in June 2002 because there was a problem with it constantly being muggled. If you look at the logs, there's a lot of maintenance logs, a lot of replacement containers. So unfortunately, the cache did not last that long. I reached out to the former CEO of this cache to see if they would come on the podcast to talk about it but the CO politely declined. The CO did write, yes, it was the first night cache and was fun to set up new ideas early on. The whole trick to this one was spotting a distant lighthouse flashing sequence at night and applying it to solve the coordinate location. The lighthouse was point no point across the sound from Edmonds, Washington. So this sounds like it was a pretty cool night cache. It's definitely different than what we even just talked about what night caches are today where you go out with fire tax and follow a trail to find a cache. This one was truly unique as it actually used a lighthouse, the light of a lighthouse to solve the puzzle for finding the cache. So I wish I could have had the CO on to talk about it more, but if any of you out there have done this cache previously, I would love to hear from you. I would love to have you on to talk about it. As always, there'll be a link to the cache highlight in the show notes. And I also have a link to the United States Lighthouse Society webpage for the Point No Point Lighthouse in Washington, if you'd like to learn more about that. You've been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers. Issues come out every two months and are full of photos and stories from geocachers just like you. Go to ftfgeocacher.com to subscribe today. And if you know any other geocachers that may like this podcast, please share it with them. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Do you have a topic you'd like to hear discussed? Do you have a geocache adventure you would like to share for the cache highlight? Would you like to be a guest on the show? Reach out to me at geocache.adventures.podcast at gmail.com or on the contact page at geocacheadventures.org. You can also check out Geocache Adventures merchandise by visiting the store page at geocacheadventures.org. You can also sign up for the Geocache Adventures newsletter by going to geocacheadventures.org and going to the newsletter page and signing up there. The monthly newsletter will include a list of upcoming podcast episodes as well as behind the episode tidbits and other content as well. Thank you for listening and I hope you've enjoyed the show.